0: Hello, hello, welcome to or welcome back to the Purposely Venting Podcast. I am your host, Tony, and it is on this podcast that we believe that through the gift of talking aloud, we are able to uncover what needs to be uncovered and understand what needs to be understood. It is also my belief and our belief here on the Purposely Venting Podcast that there is nothing I can say. There's no steps that I can give you to completely and totally be able to run your life better than you. You are your own God center. It's my hope that anything that I say or something that I say in this podcast or one previous will spark curiosity in you will spark a set of beliefs in you or spark the the intention of you just going in and see okay well what's this what do I need to pay attention to that is my hope that is my goal here because I know that when I go to listen to someone's podcast or I go to someone's video on YouTube, I used to go in with the mindset of okay, everything they say I need to I need to listen because they they've been there done that. But no, they didn't been there done that like you. Nobody has your set of fingerprints. Nobody looks like you. May have a doppelganger out there, but nobody is you. You are your own unique being. Ooh, I'm always burping or something on this. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's so gross, but <laughs> I just got back from the gym. But yeah. Anywho. Yes. I'm hoping that this podcast will be the one for you. How is the week started for you? I know I am so excited to see what the week has to offer. I'm just excited overall. I, um, Before we get into the podcast, before we just jump into anything, I heard this thing and they said that when you go to manifest something, you can't really manifest with the expectation that the thing that you want to manifest or bring you more happiness than what you have. Um, and I always used to think about this whole, this whole philosophy, like, okay, well, if I'm asking for something, what would it feel like if, if I got it? Like, I don't know what it feel like to be in love, or I, I don't know what it would feel like to get a new house, you know, anything that I want to manifest. And then I got to thinking like, okay, well, if I was manifesting the sun, you know or if i was i manifested my car like how do i feel with having my car right now mm, normal <laughs> i feel very normal like i feel very normal but in watching this video this person elaborated and said that when you are manifesting you need to be in a space of present totally connected with yourself like that isn't no extreme form of happiness you just you just Content, you're you know, and from that place, you then you manifest by pictures or whatever. But I don't know if I explained that right, I'm hoping that I did. But it was so powerful when I first heard it. I was like, I definitely have to share this on a podcast, even if I don't share it right. Somebody gonna get it, somebody gonna get me out there. But yes, what am I grateful for today? I'm so grateful to be in tune with myself, in tune with my God center, and working on just becoming more open with myself, regardless of all the things that I struggle with and how my mind tries to take over. Um, I am grateful for just having a God center and being able to just be, be, be me, be connected to me. Um, And the affirmation, I don't want to do an affirmation this week. (laughs) I want to just leave you with that story that I left, you know, with manifestation, like just connecting with yourself, getting in tune with yourself and showing up for just showing up as yourself. The best thing about any manifestation in this world is not the manifestation itself. It's that you get to experience it. So you need to find you. Or you need to bring you to the manifestation because you're not going to enjoy it, even if it was to come, because you're not there. You're completely somewhere in the future or in the past or somewhere in somebody else's life, you know, wherever the case, you're not there. So the best thing about any manifestation is that you are there. But with that, we will get right into the podcast. All right, so today's topic is very intimate because I think that a lot of us struggle with anxiety. Like anxiety is something that we are all living with. It's like the roommate that don't pay any rent, but is the loudest one in the room and got everything to say about everything. I feel like anxiety is something that we, a lot of people struggle with. I won't say that we all, but a lot of people struggle with it. And guess what? A lot of people don't even know what it is like they just experience and they don't know like oh this is anxiety you know what I mean like I didn't know that it was anxiety until like I don't know like three weeks ago when I chopped my hair off like going too fast because I was so in a panic like talking to my mother on the phone and I was like oh my gosh like and she was like you need to go to the doctor and get some medicine and I was like no no it's fine But I didn't really know I was living with anxiety as much as I have been until three weeks ago, just about. So I wanted to give a background of just my journey of dealing with anxiety, because I feel as though it's been with me for so long. And as I lay out these points, you'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. But we'll start just with a little bit of childhood, like my kid and teenager. So what I used to do like in school, I would avoid large crowds. I would avoid large crowds in school. Like in elementary, I remember just being by myself a lot and just staying away from people, but I thought it was normal because, you know, whatever. And I didn't look like the people at my school. Like I was the only black girl. I was black and everybody was either Mexican, white or Asian. And everybody was in little groups and pockets, but I had no place. And and to add fire to the fury, I was tall. I was tall. I was bigger than everyone else. Not bigger, but just tall. I was skinny and tall. Um, so I used to hide out. Um, I used to avoid these arch cows. I used to hide out in like the library and, um, I used to stay in the classroom or just hang out all the way in the field where you're not supposed to go and just act like, you know, I just liked it or whatever. Um, and that's, that's another one I'm going on through all the points, but I'm not even saying that's pointed. So hiding out was the n- number two. Number three is I used to act like I enjoyed being alone. Like it was, it was relief for me. Like I, I remember feeling like a lot of relief, just being alone because I didn't have to face anyone. But if I, if I have to be honest, it wasn't relieved to the point where I was like, okay, finally, I ain't got to deal with nobody. It was more so relieved because my panic would, would, you know, go down. But I remember feeling so isolated and so alone. Like I didn't have a group. I didn't have anything. I just was so scared of everything and everybody. Like I was just such a scary little girl. And then moving along now into my adulthood, there's a few things that I deal with as far as anxiety that I've noticed um, are probably not the best of the best, but I mean, it's, it's my journey and it's, you know, something hopefully that you can relate to and so that you can name it for yourself so that we can get proactive about this. But as an adult now, I struggle with parties where everyone knows each other. Like, have you ever been to a party like, where everybody know each other and you like the only one that don't know each other. So everybody laughing and have inside jokes and groups and And, and you just have to sit there feeling awkward. Yeah, that's me. Um, I used to struggle with this a lot more when it came to my ex-husband. He's African and his mom would throw all of these parties and he would throw all these parties and everybody would know each other. And I was his wife and I was supposed to be social, but little did he know his wife struggled with panic attacks and anxiety and I would literally try to go hide out and act busy or sit in a corner and not move but then I would get deemed as bougie or something but literally the, he didn't know that underneath the surface I was screaming I did not like it I was trying I wanted to be up close to him not because I was clingy but because I, he was the only one I knew like he didn't want to be near me because he's like what is wrong with you you know and I'm like sir like I'm dying like I'm, I'm dying like I need you to help me little did I know that was anxiety. Um, also I struggle with still walking past groups of people, most especially if they know each other. So like, even in the gym, I find myself like, if I see like a group of cute black guys or a group of girls, like I will struggle walking past them or going to work out in that area. Not because I feel like they're better than me, but because I don't know, it's just, I just start panicking. I start sweating. Like I start, like the thoughts start rolling and I just, it just all kicks in for me, which is highly unusual but it's not so unusual because again we struggle with this and it's like the unwanted roommate that won't leave another thing um is i i think myself crazy like i struggle with like not being able to stop the thoughts if i do something like say for instance I accidentally, like I work at a bank and I accidentally count the money wrong. I start panicking. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to judge me. Oh my gosh. They're going to, they're going to look at me like I'm stupid. Like, oh my gosh, why did he just look at me like that? I feel so dumb. And I'll just keep thinking about it. Like I wonder what they thought. And I'll just keep going and keep going until I finally realize I'm like, okay, girl, you need to stop. It's been an hour. Like, let it go. Everybody, it happens, but that's not so easy. So I will literally think myself into madness. Sometimes it used to be worse. Like. It used to be worse. It's gotten a lot better, but it used to be a lot worse. But anytime something small happens, um, I think myself crazy. And then the last thing, which these are the things that I can think of for now. I'm sure there's more. Um, but the last thing is, um, what is this? I meeting people being, okay. So when I am up close to someone, say for instance, I'm meeting someone for the first time or I'm hanging out with a friend, I get really awkward. And the reason why it's awkward is because I am ripping myself apart in my mind. I'm talking, about, oh my gosh, I hope I don't stink. Oh my gosh, is my breath smell? Oh my gosh, why, did they, why did they do a face like that? Oh my breath smells, oh my gosh. Like I am panicking in my mind because I'm like sweating. I'm like, am I talking too loud? Like I am ripping myself apart in my mind. And that is another form of anxiety, I believe. I mean, these could definitely be, I'm, switch, I'm turning the page, y'all. That was definitely a loud turn. But these can definitely be my own things, but I, I don't believe so. I believe that other people struggle with these things and I believe that more people struggle with different things as well. Um, some, I haven't even watched when I get done with this podcast, I'm gonna be like, dang, I should have said that. But these will suffice for now. But yeah, this has been my journey when it comes to anxiety. And I believe that it's very, very important for any of us to know if we struggle with anxiety or not, because it totally matters um, when it comes to the quality of the life that we live. So if you are, in essence, wanting to be this outgoing person and you want to, you want to do this, you want to do that, and you struggle with anxiety, that's probably why you haven't done the things that you do. Like a lot of the times, I find myself not starting a project or overthinking a project and worrying about a project because of anxiety. How are, how are they going to take it? What if it comes out? wrong? What if I didn't do it right? What if people laugh at me? You know, all of these things go through my head and, you know, procrastination, you know, I believe procrastination is a form of anxiety as well. So it's very important to know if you struggle with anxiety, because you can definitely change your life if you can take measures that are good for you into your hands or go to the doctor or whatever you need to do. So I wrote down some things that I wrote down four things actually that made my anxiety significantly worse. And I want to share these with you because you may have some things that are on my list or even more things that you can think about in your time alone, your quietness um, that you can sort of tie together and be like, oh, wow, you know, I never thought about that. So the first thing, number one, Ace Boom Coon, I've been rocking with this since high school, um, has to be <laughs> caffeine. I know, I know, I know caffeine. This is coffee. Yes, I know. Stone me now, right? This is coffee. This is tea, black tea, green tea, anything that has caffeine. This is chocolate. All that, all that has been the number one thing in my life to take my anxiety from a five to a 55 in a matter of seconds. Now, caffeine is one of those things where when you drink it, on the first drink, and maybe in the first ten to fifteen minutes, you have this deep sense of well-being. Like everything is calm. But then thereafter, that's when the wreckage starts. That's when everything starts going, and heart rates go up, and heart beating fast, and blood going fast. You know, everything. Your mind is going. You're alert, alert, alert. And this could be good for someone who doesn't naturally struggle with anxiety because it helps them to, you know, get propelled in the right way, uh, jump to action, and get going on their day. But if you already struggle with anxiety and you already have those neural pathways in your brain that already kick in the gear without caffeine, then just imagine your body on caffeine when you are struggling when you do struggle with anxiety you're gonna go through the roof girl and that's what i have been experiencing is just going through the roof of caffeine so it didn't really occur to me that caffeine could be i mean obviously i've known that caffeine wasn't good for me and i there's been plenty of times where i've cut off coffee just because i'm like okay well i need to like chill out because coffee's not good for me whatever reason i don't know um so i've always known that coffee wasn't good but i didn't know to the extent so are caffeine to the extent. So, um, this particular weekend when I cut my hair off, cause I keep talking about it and I keep going past it. Like, you know, you ain't, you ain't just about to keep saying that and not explain yourself. So this particular weekend I was drinking coffee, tea, and then I also was drinking these Celsius drinks when I went to the gym. And I only drink the Celsius drink when I went to the gym cause I really like the way it made me feel in the gym. I feel like I could just go for on, 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 on. So I come home after the gym, after being up. Um, Celsius up and tea up and I started trying to take these fake locks out of my head and I didn't I've never had locks before um the little fake locks before so I just cut you know thinking oh everything will be right no girl no I did not cut off half of my hair well three of my braids I cut half and I was devastated I had to call my mom and I was breathing all heavy and my eyes looked like they were going to pop out of my skull and my mom was like what is wrong with you what is going on And I was like, I don't know, I just can't stop. And she was like, you need to seek help. (laughs) And I was like, I think you're right. So it was just crazy. So I put two and two together and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna stop drinking coffee because my mom struggles with anxiety and worry and all of that other stuff. So I'm like, well, maybe if I give up caffeine, it may not take away the anxiety completely, but it may help. So yes, girl, I gave up caffeine almost three weeks ago. And tell me why everything's been a lot better, a lot better. I'm saying almost a week girl. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks today makes two weeks that I gave up caffeine. So let me stop trying to talk about some three weeks, but yes, caffeine will definitely take your anxiety through the roof. So be mindful of your caffeine intake. If you don't want to just quit it completely, cut it down significantly. Okay. The next thing is a lack of sleep um slash elect a good night's rest i know we can't all get the seven to eight hours but if you can get quality sleep you get quality sleep i with caffeine intake and anxiety i haven't been getting the best sleep and even when i stopped caffeine i wasn't getting the best sleep i don't know why my mind was still going i started taking like you know um ashwagandha i don't know ash, 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 i don't know i don't want to say don't get me up in your line i started taking these little tablets to calm down and relax and then i also take magnesium And that was helping and also drink me a little chamomile tea at night. And that helps too. But it wasn't really doing the job. But I remember that I was taking this stuff. It's called fulvic and humic um, acid. And it's this mineral drink that I've been taking uh, for a long time. But I was like, you know, let me try it. I ended up taking it last night, actually. And I had like some of the best sleep. I woke up naturally at like seven something feeling extremely rested. And lo and behold, today, I didn't have any forms of anxiety. I was just cool today. I was fine. And I didn't even have to take the extra... Um, supplements to help with that. So yes, a good night's rest will will do you very very good. So find what works for you, whatever supplements you need to help you to have a good night's rest and go with it. Um, another thing that is slight but is very important is a dirty surrounding will take your anxiety through the roof. So if your household is messed up, if your car is messed up, if things are dirty, that's that's your surrounding and your surroundings are very important. It's most especially to your well being because. We are constantly in our environment and whatever environment we find ourselves in, we will naturally attune to those things. So if it's dirty around us, then we're going to feel a sense of unease because you need to clean up, you know, make sure you create an environment and a space that's, that, that comforts you, that relaxes you, that calms you when you walk into it, that gives you a hug when you walk into it and a kiss on the cheek. Don't come into no dirty house. If you know that the dishes are going to set you off or send you over the roof, clean the dishes. Just clean the dishes, just clean up, dedicate a day or dedicate certain days throughout the week where you clean certain areas of your house. Do what you have to do for your mental health because your surroundings will, will totally tear you up when it comes to your anxiety. And last but not least, because this podcast is getting long, um, is an unpacked mind, an unpacked mind. And what do I mean by an unpacked mind? When you are struggling with anxiety, you have a lot of thoughts going on and some things are worth tuning into, writing down, Getting them out of your head. And a lot of the times I I I think that the times when I journal, I'm at my best because I'm able to unpack the things that are in my head and make sense of them because anxiety makes it so that it's just a bunch of thoughts swimming around in my head. But when I put the pen to paper, I'm able to write those things out and I'm able to give myself more clarity, which relaxes my mind. So I definitely think that an unpacked mind is a fest ground for anxiety and it may be worth you developing some type of habit, maybe talking into your voice recorder or talking to yourself in the car, you know, or writing things down, anything and everything. Like you need to talk it out. There's some form of way you need to get it out. You need to vent it out. You know what I mean? Like don't poor soul whoever gets the, you know, if they have to deal with it every day, if you have a friend who's willing to listen for a time, then sure. But maybe learn how to develop the habit of, you know, unpacking your mind by yourself, you know, via talking in that, that um, voice recorder you're talking aloud to yourself going on a nice little walk talking to yourself or writing your feelings these are all great tools to get that mind unpacked and to get you leveled out but Yes, these, all of these may be good for you. Some of them may be good for you. Not now, one of them may be good for you. It's up to you to determine that for yourself. I know that these have been great helps in my life specifically, and I know that these will take me far, most especially if I stick with them. But Anxiety is a very, very important thing that we all need to learn about. And I believe the fastest way to grow, develop, and uncover yourself is to understand, have knowledge, and be able to walk in the right way. Don't forget that prayer is also a great tool. If you, you don't have anybody to talk to, talk to your higher power, the higher power of your understanding, and just get clear through through, through talking. You know, just even this podcast is enough for me to feel like, okay, I feel clear. I feel clean. Like I feel like I can, I feel like the madness is arranged into a beautifully sculpted madness sculpture. Like <laughs> I feel like it's beautiful, but yes, this podcast is real long, girl. We ain't never did this. We had 20 minutes, 43 seconds. Oh my gosh, girl, It's long, but yes, I'm going to end it here. And I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening. And we will talk in the next one.